0: everybody that just tuned in, you know, we're talking about a carryover from last week and a poll that we did. We asked uh, our, our listeners and viewers what they thought about, you know, over Should the, should the top of the pyramid get the same number as the bottom of the pyramid? Because if you're at the bottom of the pyramid, just dealing with attrition, you get fucked. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, well, we need to over sign to deal with attrition. Well, The whole company needs to deal with it. Train better, hire better, like everybody's, you know. Well, what
1: you need is real alignment between the CRO, the CFO, and the CEO. And all three of them have to be working towards the same objective, uh, which is not just the valuation number. Yeah. And if you're just fixated on that, I mean, we've had this conversation a couple of times now. It's a busted flush because essentially all you do is you create a dynamic where you have to drive the valuation even if you have to do really fucking stupid things
0: welcome to sales we are revenue apps with an edge decades of making interesting decisions. Jamie, Jason, Marcus, and Pete are dedicated to helping aspiring sales leaders accelerate revenues with our no BS approach to sales leadership strategies and tactics. Our show is supported by listeners and viewers just like you. Demandfarm.com. Unlock key account growth with Demandfarm's large deal, key account, and relationship intelligence products. Go to demandfarm.com now to schedule a demo. Ask for Iron Man. Brent Keltner's WinAnalytics Revenue Acceleration Playbook Masterclass. In five hours over five weeks, help your sales and go to market team build the mindset and skills for a new buyer environment. Kickoff and product driven selling versus authentic conversations for all go to market teams. Team level sessions for self assessment and team dialogue. All go go-to-market team wrap-up to identify top go-to-market strategy adjustments. Go to winalytics.com now. We got some shout-outs to do. Phil Lacord, one year at Ring Central. Leon Dame, one year at Atlas Health. Old School Headhunter.net, Jerry M. Chang, CFA, got a new gig, managing director and partner at Berkeley Research Group. Roger Sosa, one year at JCFS Chicago. Brian Carrillo, two years at Pavilion. Mike McGowan got promoted to Senior Strategic Account Manager at ZipRecruiter. Lori McInerney got a new gig as Chief Marketing Officer at Qualsites. Way to go laurie ryan duffy new gig enterprise account executive at upwork scott eng one year at nurture life zach Sacora three years at people ai trenton platt four years at monterey bear aquarium amanda bush one year at one span tyler hurley five years in the army reserve thank you for your service my friend jonathan small two years at sunrun jeff ignacio Got a new gig. COO, Functional Group at Pavilion. Darren Hutchinson, four years at Visual Experience Specialist. Bobby Erland, got a new gig at Forerunner on the Customer Service Success Team. Dana Flores, five years at Alpha Media USA. And of course, we have some happy birthdays. Debbie D, happy birthday. Lindsay Peters, happy birthday. Another spin runs.
1: Yeah, we need to get Tom uh, showed off on um yeah. tom took uh, splunk from 46 million to 1.3 billion in 5 years and um his entire business was um grown around uh, having the right sales motions and the right assignment of quota because they actually approached it with a little bit of thought yeah uh, they weren't lazy um they weren't selfish and um they weren't uh, ignorant they took the time to look at the territories They took the time to look at the salespeople. They took the time to look at the accounts and what potential they had. And then they assigned a number that was bang on uh, what the sales team had. And each person, when you totted their number up, was the same number that the company had. So um, I had a client who got fired despite hitting quota. And he was one of only two in eight in the team to hit quota because he wasn't doing enough demos and the VC insisted on the demo number. So uh, it made uh, the manager's numbers look wrong because they didn't give a damn about the actual number cash
0: rationale. I still don't get it. And that's probably why Carney didn't show up today because he can't back it up. His, he says, it's about attrition that you have to, you have to put a cushion in there And if you put a cushion in there, to me, cushion means uh, the integrity is lessened of the number because we all have a number to hit. It's not a company-wide number. We all have different numbers. How do you get everybody together on the same page that, hey, man, we got to get here? We can't lose any people. We We can't lose any prospects. We can't lose any clients. And if you know that there's different levels of cushion... Just, just think
1: about what um, the the question that you're asking, because if you come at it with any other approach, you are currently accepting failure rates north of ninety seven percent, ninety nine percent in each stage of the sales motion. So you go from a hundred thousand to a thousand, and then you go to ten, and then of those you might close one. I mean. Who, in what universe do those um, uh, metrics uh, seem to be efficient or serving anybody other than Facebook, Google, and Amazon, who get most of the VC money? Because you're too stupid or lazy to put a bit of thought in. I mean, when you have that consistently, uh, that sort of outcome consistently, you have to ask at some point is there a better way? And if it happens repeatedly in the same, in the different companies that you go to, you also have to ask, is it me? Because it probably fucking is. Look in the mirror and stop for a second and say, well, what are we trying to accomplish here? Are we trying to um, accomplish um, growing a business or am I creating um, a, um, a stock? Yeah. Which I, I, I'm going to trade. It's just a currency. If you're going to build a currency, you know what happened to FTX. Okay. Well, the, you know, most of you are doing pretty much the same thing, uh, but you'd not regulate. well, he wasn't regulated either. Clearly.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but, um, you, know, you, you don't have the same kind of restrictions that finance do. So you can be cavalier with people's careers. You can be cavalier with the hundreds of millions of dollars that you've raised, Um, and you can be cavalier with pipeline because it it doesn't matter to you. You're not the poor bastard on the end of the phone making dials and being ignored and rebuffed and speaking to another human being for three minutes a day who's actually on
0: your list. That kind of insanity. Well, the response that we we got to it was 75%, everybody should have the same number, 25% shouldn't. So I'm guessing if you look at that 75%, I'm sure it's mostly salespeople. But there were quite a few leaders in there that felt the same way. So what's the downside of doing that? Uh, The downside of what? Making the the quote- All the way down.
1: And well, it's hard work. It really requires some thought. Um, And you may get some answers you don't like. For example, you might have to slow down uh, because you don't have the capacity to fulfill, uh, or you can't hire. So you can put the number out there, but if you don't have a body on territory uh, meeting customers, yeah, you can try and automate.
0: But look at the pig's ass that came out of that. <laughs> well, the poor guy at the bottom, the sales manager, the guy that's getting all the new people. Look, man, who knows if these salespeople are going to stick, right? You you, you hire they lie in the interview, they come in, they do the job, and then you got to move them along. Hey, and I'm, I mean, I've got to stop you there. Okay. Uh, today I was doing a
1: training and I, I had um, one of the highlights of my career. Okay. Um, a, a client came on and I was moved to literal tears because of his story. And I'll tell you how simple this was. Okay. Um, he won a deal a five-year deal on very good terms and he sold them the next five years and they are paying him both of those contracts over the next five years. So he gets paid five years in advance. Do you know how he did it? He stopped being a twat. And the way he did it was he said, you know, you must have some concerns and reservations. Let's talk about those. And he unpicked what they were. And he said, look, let's extend this demo for a month and we will cover that cost. And at the end of that month, you can decide whether or not to go ahead because there was a danger that in this process um, there would be fracturing. And the only reason he discovered this was because he actually took the step back and he discovered that another um, uh, fab uh, had had this problem five years before. The buyer's journey starts ages before. If you are transactional, then you're going to think that you can ramp up the bodies. You're going to ramp up the number of um, uh, what's it touches, the number of actions, the number of emails, the number of calls. It That does not make a blind bit of difference in the real world. Yeah, you might find the occasional blind squirrel finding a nut every now and again. Um, but that's not a way to grow a really good, solid business. That's the way to grow a, a, um, a bubble um, and burst it. And you just end up firing a lot of people and turning them over because you hire ten eight fail, uh, and then you hire another 10, and eight fail, and you hire 10, and eight fail, and you've got six
0: eagles. And what a shitty way to run a business. But, Marcus, we're talking transactional versus strategic. These CEOs and public companies, they live quarter to quarter, right? But but they do. But um, what this has done for uh, this
1: particular sales leader Yeah. Is he's crushed Q4 when they were behind. Um, he's now bought himself some breathing space. Um, and the advantage is he's now got the cachet with people whose attention matters because we've got to take six months to turn the ship, which means that he can now tell them to go and screw themselves because the plan that you had wasn't working. The plan that we have has worked. We are now ahead. So fuck off, leave me alone, and let me get on with turning the ship around. So it's in a fine shape.
0: So if you don't have the same number going all the way down, getting back to that, Marcus, (laughs) what's going on when it's January, February, with some companies where the reps don't even have their quota yet because the the CROs, the CFOs are trying to... (laughs) They don't know what the numbers should be. They're overcomplicating it yeah, because they're focused on
1: the wrong end of the problem. And if you focus on the wrong end, you're not going to find a decent solution. The wrong end of the problem is being a selfish twat, focusing on your valuation and not focusing on the customer and be- bringing them real value. Uh, it's not looking after your people and creating the conditions for them to succeed. And it's not putting managers in uh, positions where they are competent to do the job. Managers only have two functions, and I will sound like a broken record till my dying breath, which is probably going to be sooner rather than later at this rate, uh, which is their job is to hire the best people and create the conditions for them to thrive and perform
0: at their optimum together. So if you do that, then what you're saying is there's less volatility and you can do a better job of predicting what the future looks yes. like because there's has got certainty. Chains.
1: You've got certainty, you've got context, you've got clarity, and now you give them courage. And if you've got all of those components, miraculously, people do amazing things. They give discretionary effort. They work really hard. They think, they cooperate, they share insight, they help one another, they partner with the customer, they never put the customer under pressure, they create conditions of buyer safety, and they create upsells, cross-sells, and more importantly, expansion sales into other parts of the supply chain, JVs, customers, customer, alumni, um, organic growth, uh, family tree, overseas subsidiaries. And they're always front of mind. If there's a problem, first person I phone is Pete, because I know I can depend on him not
0: to be a twat and to have my back covered. So Marcus, what is the right way to do this then? I, we. Can- me, I, I hate pointing the finger without saying, hey man, here's the solution. I, what I think I hear you saying is be uh, vigilant on the process at, at the beginning w- with the learning, the process, and then things will smooth out. But what to, you got to come up with a number. How do you do that? but
1: again the number doesn't have to be a quarterly number and i don't think it's the annual number either i think it's the three-year number and then work backwards from there because now as a seller i know my job to be done over three years not this quarter okay quarter by quarter is fine for sprints but it's not fine for someone who's trying to manage their career to have meaning in their work that moment was then echoed by two other clients who echoed the same sentiment okay i was a I was a wreck why? because they got the outcome that they paid me for that's what I want to give I want to get meaning from my work I want satisfaction now they're very happy they're they're in control that the, the uh, and one of the other clients his um, father has produced, uh, has invented something. Um, their prospect had gone cold. He applied the stuff that we trained on today that came out of that conversation. And the client came back and said, let's meet on Friday after having ghosted them for weeks. Yeah, it's not hard, this stuff. But what you've got to do is you've got to step back and you've got to think. You've got to think as your customer got to think as your partners. You've got to think as your salespeople. You've got to stop thinking about yourself. It's not about you. No one gives a fuck. Okay? <laughs> You're irrelevant. And you've got to stop thinking that um, that valuation number means anything to anyone. In fact, listen to my podcast today, okay, on the 6th of December with David Heinemeyer Hansen who is the co-founder of 37 Signals, the guys who did Basecamp, okay? 21 years they've been building a profitable business with 80 people. They've got as many customers as any of the big unicorns. Now think about that, 50 bucks a month with only 80 people. Their revenue and their profit per employee is off the scale. And they've given away how many Uh, How much of their equity and control to a bunch of blood-sucking parasites who deliver fuck-all value? None. On that happy note, I've noticed the time, and I'm going to have to pick up my daughter, uh, otherwise she'll be whining at me. Um, But um, I hope this has been instructive. Uh, Go and listen to that podcast with David. Uh, Check out 37 Signals, um, and it's a fabulous story. This is how businesses should be built. None of this shite. You can get rich. You can get rich quick, or you can get rich slow and steady and permanently. I would. I would. It, the moment those guys went public, I would put money in their business happily because you know it's not going to f- crumble. It's got twenty-one years of solid foundations. It's not crumbled by uh, by the quarter.
0: All right, Marcus, you got a split. I do. Uh, Marcus, thanks for this bulletin on the assholes Podcast. Up your Sassholes. <laughs> Peace. Our show supported by listeners and viewers just like you. DemandFarm.com. Unlock key account growth with Demand Farm's large deal, key account and relationship intelligence products. Go to demandfarm.com now to schedule a demo. Ask for Iron Man. Brent Keltner's Winalytics Revenue Acceleration Playbook Masterclass. In five hours over five weeks, help your sales and go-to-market team build the mindset and skills for a new buyer environment. Kick off in product-driven selling versus authentic conversations for all go-to-market teams. Team-level sessions for self-assessment and team dialogue. All go-to-market team wrap-up to identify top go-to-market strategy adjustments. Go to winlytics.com now.